Technology. Few people recognize it, but Noah lived in an age of great technological advance. In just the century or so prior to Noah, many breakthroughs were made in government, agriculture, the arts, and metallurgy. These drove innovations in music and many different forms of industry. The rapid pace of change bred new feelings of hope and prosperity for many people. Something of a new cultural revolution came about, first in people's attitudes as to what was possible in life, and secondly in regard to the men and methods that seemed to have brought it about. The problem was that much of this was developed first by evil men and for their evil purposes. They controlled the ways and means jealously, built reputations upon their prowess, and entrenched their positions through power, favors, and corrupt deals. This all stemmed from Cain's rebellion. It was his sons and grandsons that brought these things about. Here's what happened. God showed mercy to Cain in not executing him for the murder of Abel, and by protecting him from the vengeance or vigilantism of other men. There was not yet any civil government among men to bring such punishment either. Some say Cain got off rather easy. Despite such mercy, Cain never repented of his sin, and it ate him up. He was a self-centered, self-glorifying man. He lived with a tortured conscience and in fear that someone was out to get him. But his ambition to dominate never let up either. He built civilizations, but these were always infused with his psychology of hatred of God and fellow men. As such, he was the first builder of a city. But this was no mere city. It was the first of the ancient walled fortress cities. It was Cain's reaction to his paranoia. Instead of trusting God's promise of protection, Cain erected his own security. He lived by his own laws. Cain was thus the father of humanistic civilization, erected apart from God's ways and as an open statement of infidelity. Once established upon human motives and laws, they became bases of humanistic conquest. Remember, there is antagonism between these families. The first city Cain built he selfishly named after his own legacy, his son Enoch, not to be confused with the faithful Enoch who came later and walked with God, Genesis 4.17. The name means dedication, in the sense of inauguration or founding. Cain was thus dedicating the city he founded to the memory of his own works and progeny. This represents fallen man's attempts at immortality apart from God. Lawmakers and celebrities still attempt this today. Five generations down the line, and a real character shows up. Cain's great-great-great-grandson, Lamech, the bad Lamech, not Noah's father. This guy seems to have been bored even with the ways of life Cain established. Lamech wanted to outdo that old legacy. He sought to be even more evil, more ambitious, more prominent in his rebellion than the now infamous Cain. He expressed his ambition through sexuality and violence. Lamech was the first polygamist. He was also a murderer. He bragged in a song to his two wives that he had murdered a man, yet boasted himself more greatly to be avenged than his father Cain. Adah and Zillah, hear my voice, you wives of Lamech. Listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's 
is seventy-sevenfold. Genesis 4.23-24 Lamech therefore boasts himself to be ten times greater than Cain. He makes up his own arbitrary laws, killing a man who merely struck him, hardly a punishment fitting the crime, but certainly one expressing Lamech's cold-hearted violence. Lamech's actions imply his empire will be bigger and better than Cain's. His sons contribute to this. It is they who make all the great technological breakthroughs. The first son, Jabel, improved the livestock industry, Genesis 4.20. This increased food supplies as well as the use of livestock to cultivate the land. More food means cities can sustain more people. More people means yet more industry and greater armies. Jabel's work also improved wool supplies for clothing and blankets. Through the nature of his trade, he also developed nomadic life. He lived in tents, but sold to the cities. His transitory nature also led to the domestication of animals for transport and the development of the caravan. He innovated in trade between cities and created markets and cartels to meet the needs in different areas. His brother, Jubal, created harps and pipes and was the first to play them. After his trade arose an entire industry of music and entertainment. In a world where food grew more abundant and cheap and division of labor expanded, people had increased leisure. Leisure soon becomes a market for entertainment, and an especially large one among a shallow and selfish people. Powerful leaders soon see the potential of the arts for controlling people and for shaping their values and beliefs. Jubal made it possible for the tyrants to unify the hearts and minds of masses through music and song. A third brother, Tubalcain, was the smith. He learned the ways of forging bronze and iron and invented all kinds of instruments. These included implements for agriculture, tools for building, but also weapons of warfare. The first military-industrial complex was underway. Through this explosion of science and technology, these three men transformed society. It was an industrial revolution. From their trades grew up hundreds of applications. The great men of the cities, the leaders, began touting their greatness by speaking of how many jobs they could create, how they could educate men, how they could achieve greatness in political union, how they could make a name for themselves, how they could help you achieve personal dreams and improve your quality of life and in their own inflated, insatiable ambitions, they spoke often of national greatness and exceptionalism. But they were successful. They were able to deceive many people this way because they had the proof to show in their wealth and power. The problem, again, was that Cain built his cities for his own glory. His children did the same. They had plenty of ability, but their productivity was marred by perverted motives. Always beneath the veneer of success was vanity and sin. We have to realize that the family of the evil one retains the skills and potencies of original Adam to advance dominion in the earth. The problem is that the hearts and ethics of these men are perverted. Technology becomes used for the glory and dominion of man over other men. Empire and tyranny ensues as man imposes his own laws in place of God's with the increasing potency of improved tools and weapons. All of this followed from the tradition of Cain, who was the first to build an entire society upon his own autonomy. It was bad enough merely to defy God at first, 
But over generations, with the rise of complex societies of transportation, trade, entertainment, art, advertisement, industry, politics, and more, all developing in a world of unscrupulous men vying for fame and prominence, a twisted jungle of competition emerges, and nothing like the rule of law can be found. Where law and order exists in such a society, it exists only to the extent of the whims of powerful men. It can change without notice or reason. It may be skirted in a jungle of special circumstances. Men begin to specialize in serving the interests of the powerful in the dark alleys and subterfuges of legality. Just as highly developed as the skills of man in agriculture and metalwork is his cunning in subversion and litigation. We bring about harm and injury to others in countless ways, and all of the cunning contrived against our neighbors from the first imagination forward is a particularly evil type of violence. A society that booms technologically and economically, yet is full of misguided ambition and humanism, is on a slow glide path to destruction. Personal ambition, narcissism, consumerism, and self-worship will consume culture. When these things are valued, society will be led by tyrants who embody those traits most powerfully. Violence will emerge throughout society, some of it sanctioned by legal experts. It is this sophisticated, calculated type of violence to both God and man which concerns us, as it concerned Noah. From this, technology will not save us. It will only make things worse.